Bet Amunalis. Tab Daf Mem Bet Berachot Rabuna. Achal Tulesar Yifti Benet Tulatat Tulatat Bekaba. Rabuna, he ate 13 loaves of bread. And each loaf of bread, each three, had in it a kab, which altogether means 104 times 56 grams. There are 104 betim. Each betah is about 56 grams. And 100 times 50 grams. Yeah, he got, he, he loaded himself up with, uh, a couple loaves of, uh, patababi kisnim. Whatever the type it was. Below barich, he didn't say bikatamazon afterwards. So, they looked at him, he was surprised. He was saying, what do you mean? Bottom line, let's say he had a donuts, a cake, cookies, whatever it was. So I didn't, I didn't have bread. Well, yeah, but you, you had, you had enough to feed an army. You're gonna have to make a katamazon, no? Are you finished eating? Are you still hungry? What's going on? If you eat an amount that people are kovea siuda on, you would automatically have to be have to make vikatamazon. If you have enough for a meal, even if it's not a bread item, if you have cake, and you have yeah, if you know you're going to eat enough pretzels, and you're going to have a whole bag of pretzels, you're going to make a vikatamazon afterwards. Rabbi Yehuda haba asikla lebrev Rabbi Yehuda bar Chaviva. Rabbi Yehuda was making a wedding for his son. I do the kamayu pata ba'bikisnin. They brought him some pata ba'bikisnin. By the way, pata ba'bikisnin. There's three explanations. One of them is it's a pocket full of nuts, like a balawe type of thing. You have you know inside it's filled. Then some say. Specifically, if it's filled with nuts, but if it's filled with cheese and or meat, maybe that's not considered a pocket because cheese and meat are really part of the meal. It's not like a dessert item. That's one explanation. One explanation is that it's baked with flavor. So the actual, it's not like eating bread. Sometimes you have like a real sweet, like a chali. It's very sweet. You can like eat it plain, just down the whole thing. That's the sweet. You taste the sweetness of it. That's also part of the kisnin. Another way of pata is if it's if it's like a cracker, like a flaky. It's not uh, it's not soft like bread. Mm-hmm. It's like a cracker, pretzel, these things. So you heard everybody saying hamotzi, hamotzi. Everybody's whispering, making the berachot hamotzi. So malu my titi de kashamana. What is the titi I'm hearing from everybody? He's making a hamotzi on pata ba'avikisnin. How can that be? I'm in. Yeah, we're having pata ba'avikisnin, and we're saying hamotzi. The Tanya, Rabbi Mona, Amar Mishum Rabbi Yehuda, pata ba'avikisnin, mevarchim alei hamotzi. The bread of pata ba'avikisnin, we make hamotzi. That means this shita holds. You have cookies. You have samusak. Why is it a question? What is this? What is this? Uh, what beracha do you say on this pata ba'avikisnin? We said it's anything that's sweet, crackery, or filled. So you're saying the 14 that fourteen bread that he ate was sweet. Yeah, that were cake cookies, sambusa. It could have been fourteen donuts. It could have been fourteen donuts. Could be uh, any, any of these things that are pata ba'avikisnin. Basically, when you think of like uh, regular mizunot things, as opposed to uh, noodles and uh, right, like uh, you know like couscous and all these things, those are cooked items. We're talking about. Regular, um, bread, which is baked with 
sweetness or flaky or, or stuffed, which takes away from its uh, look of bread. So you have the whole tray of samusak afterwards, you would also. Babka. yeah, babka for sure. That's regular, that's real bread with chocolate. That's, uh, yeah, we have the. So they were saying hamotzi, and he said, what are you guys doing saying hamotzi? Yeah. Rav Papa is a question. Let's see. I don't know any question yet. Okay. Right now, right now we're announcing all the all who holds what. We said Ravi Mona in the name of Rabbi Yudah says Hamotzi. Amar Shimuel Alacha Rabbi Mona. So Shimuel agrees Alacha is like Rabbi Mona that you make Hamotzi on Pata Ba'abikasdin. Amar Lehu and Alacha Rabbi Mona. The halacha is not like Rabbi Mona. We make mezonot on donuts. We don't make hamotzi on donuts. Itmar. Amri leh vehamaru deamar meshmedi Shmuel. You're telling me that the beracha is mezonot. However, you told us that lachmaniot. What's lachmaniot? Rolls are lachmaniot, right? So lachmaniot is also a certain type of pata ba'abikisnin. So we said there's different uh, ways to have it. We have pata ba'abikisnin. Me'arvin bahen. You're allowed to use it for eruv. You make eruv chatzero with your neighbor. You got to combine with uh, with the bread. You could use it for bread. And you make hamotzi. So you just announced the beracha for bata ba'abikisim is on but you taught us that it's hamotzi. Kamara answers shani atam dekavasudate alayu. In general, you make them as on However, if you're gonna if you're gonna have a meal and you're gonna be koveya seuda, then you're gonna make hamotzi. There's two ways to be koveya seuda. Some people say if you have in mind to eat it for a meal. Some people say you have the amount that it, that people would have if they would have a meal. And that would be six to eight, six to eight ounces. Some say three betim, some say six, some say four betim. Avalecha de lo kava seuda te alayu. But if you're not going to be koveya seuda, you're just having a snack. Well, then you're going to make a mezonot. So if you're having a snack, it's going to be mezonot. If you're going to have a meal, it's going to be hamotzi. What differentiates a snack from a meal? The quantity? So we hold the amount. Right. If you're going to have six or eight ounces, you're going to have to make a wash and say, mm-hmm. some say some, uh, some say that if you have in mind to have a meal. Also. Rapapa iklal beravuna bered rabnatan batal vigamar seudatayu. Rapapa went to the house of Ravuna, the son of Rabnatan, after the meal. So what does it mean after the meal? In those days, when they were done, they were done. There was no scratching around. You had, a, you have, a, you take the bread we had before. The bread's off the table. They finished eating, and they were done. They're not eating anymore. So they finished their meal. Aitul kamayu midel mechal, and somebody brought for them, uh, you know, dessert, some more things to eat. Shakara papa, and papa ate, mekachil, amyle lo savalamar gamar asum lechol. After you finish eating, you're already done with the meal. If you would want to eat again, you would have to make another beracha. Let's say you have another piece of chicken they forgot to serve. It's too late. Once, once you already, uh, you know, pulled your chair back and you're done eating, that's it. You, in your mind, you blocked off everything you had to do with that bread meal. That if the table's cleared? Yes. So we said yesterday that if the bread's still on the table, that's still considered that you still you're gonna still eat from the bread. Now, well, we don't know that yet. I mean, you know, it's a different story. But right now, the only thing we know is that he finished eating. 
So he finished eating and he still ate the chicken they brought, they've got to serve the, the chicken they brought it, he took, he took them back. And he didn't say, right. When do we say that when you finished, you finished? Only when we cleared the table. Like we said yesterday. But as long as you didn't clear the table and there's still bread on the table, you could forget whatever you want. Bring it into the table and still be eating it as long as you're allowed to have the bread. As long as you have, still have the bread on the table, you're not done yet. Ravan Rabbi Zerah went to the house of the Reshkalutah. The Reshkalutah was like the, you know, the chief, uh, you, know, uh, you know, they were, they were in charge. They were, they ran like the government type of thing. So they went to this uh, big meal. After they finished eating, they uh, took away the tables. Like we said by the weddings, they, they you know, they clear the tables, put them away. Shadru and they still sent uh, something to eat. They sent a piece of food. Rava Achil. Rava ate from it. Rabbi Zerah la Achil. Rabbi Zerah did not eat from it. Amar le lo savar lamar silek asur melechol. Don't you hold when you finished eating? You, you're not allowed to uh, just uh, eat anymore. Amar le anan atakad resh galuta samchinan. You know why I'm allowed to eat? Because even though they cleared my table, but look at the head table. The resh galuta is still eating. The Resh Galuta still has his table in front of him. And now we're all guests by his table, even though we have a whole uh, dinner until, you know, maybe even... Why? That we said yesterday with the wedding. They still left the head table with the bread on it. All the guys in the the room, even though they don't have a table anymore, but they're all nigrar after the head table. So if the head table still has bread in it, then they all could continue eating. Amarav. Till now we were talking about what's considered done. So he said, so far, done is when they clear the table. Amarav haragil b'shemen. Somebody who was accustomed to, ha- to wash his hands with oil, to, you know, when he finishes eating, so until he washes his hands with oil, he's not done. Once he washes his hands with oil, that means he's done. Would you say today, Ma'am Aharonim? for sure. Once, once you tell everybody we're washing, that's it, you're done. Now this was like a minhag, like you had like a hand cream, and after you finished the meal, you're, you're like you know you you were done. You're not going to touch the fork anymore. So until you wash your hands, you, uh, until you wash your hands, you're still you're still busy eating. Once you wash your hands with the oil, then you're done. So that means even if you cleared the table, if you didn't wash your hands yet, that would still can hold you back, and you're able to still eat more if you want to change your mind anymore. Us who are accustomed to have oils, the oil will hold us back, and as long as we didn't wash our hands with the oil, we can still continue eating. We do not hold like this, that the oil will hold you back. What do we hold? This is a, a famous Gemara. There was a famous story with Rav Chaim Vital. His shoulder was hurting him. He went to the Arizal. Uh, Arizal said, you know what happened? Your shoulder hurts. Because shoulder, how do you say shoulder in Hebrew? A katef. Katef is a shoulder. So the, you, you, the reason why your, your katef is hurting because you, you didn't do the tekef. Same letters. Taf, kaf, peh. Tekef. So you say tekef. There are three things that have to be near each other. One of them is nitilaya dayim and mikatam azon. And he was in, on his level, he was mafsik between in Ma'imacharonim and Mikatamazon. And that's why his shoulder was hurting, because the Gemara said you have to say it right away. The Gemara used the words, tekef. 
You want to get into that Gemara, you got the pain in the Katef. Okay, so he's going to have, what are you going to say now? So far we were saying some hold, the oil will hold you back. Now what are we going to say? There are three things that have to be near each other. Before you slaughter the animal, you lean your hands on the animal's head. And then you shach the animal, you slaughter the animal. You say, Baruch Atah Hashem Ga'al Yisrael, and then right away you continue into the Amidah. And take care of the Nitila Yadayim Berachah. Right after the Nitila Yadayim, you make the Berachah. Meaning to say, even after you washed your hands with the oils, even after you cleared the table, until my Machalonim is still considered safe. Once you wash my Machalonim, then you're done. And you're not allowed to eat anymore. So that's what this Gemara holds. Now, some people, they say like this, you know, this take care when you tilaya dayin beracha. If you look on the side, the gilion hashas. Oh, so, so, oh, and our gemara, we're talking about bekat hamazon. So what nitilaya dayin is near bekat hamazon? Mayim achanonim. What about mayim rishonim? When I wash for bread, do I have to say hamotzi right away? Or am I allowed to wait or interrupt? So this Gemara says that you gotta wash and right away say the Beracha. What washing and the Beracha is he going on? So simply the Gemara is talking about Ma'im Achalonim. After Ma'im Achalonim, no talking. And that's the Halacha. Everybody knows Ma'im Achalonim, no talking. However, there are some she taught, brought down, that there is a Yerushalmi and a Midrash that holds that this Gemara, that right after Nitila is Hamotzi, is also talking about Nitilaya dying before bread. That Nitilaya dying before bread, you're not allowed to interrupt and you have to wash right away. You have to say the Berachah right away. So what's right away? So is, it, is, it, is there a time? Is it talking? What, what does it mean? So some say, well, look at the animal. The animal, you lean your hands on and then you slaughter it. You lean the animal on outside of the, outside of the area where you slaughter it. You gotta walk in. It was 22 or more away. So maybe the distance is 22 amot. How long does it take to walk 30 feet? What, like a 30 seconds maybe? So some say, look, you have, a, that's it, 30 seconds, you gotta wash until I a dime and then say how much you right away. That we can't do that, it's impossible. And, and simply we don't have to follow that tekef. You also have ga'ali sel and amida, which is a second. So, but it means, what we're learning from here is that you gotta make sure it's, it's connected without interruption. And that's where the custom comes from. That Maran says, better not to talk. After you wash your hands before Hamutzi, you don't talk. Why, why don't you talk? From this Gemara. Because some say that Tekef Netila Beracha is also going on Hamutzi. So we don't want you to talk and interrupt. So you talk, it's a sin? No. I think it's a sin. It's a machloket. And, and, and Shulchan says, better not to talk. And if it would be a conversation that would be a lengthy conversation, that might, that could be a problem. Right, but if it would be a quick, Let's say, anything needed for the I meal. So the that, that even the chathila you're allowed to do. But let's say a quick hello, it's better not to because it might turn into a conversation. And a conversation would interrupt the nitila yadayim from the beracha. Yeah. So my machalonim is, 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 everybody agrees it's off limits. No talking after my machalonim. Even, uh, you know, not, not, not even things that, you know, try to keep away everything because that's the, the gemara is really talking about. After you finish the meal, you wash the my machalonim. And then you know talking until you say the Katamazon. Yeah. Okay, let's continue. Amara Baye. I have another tekef. What is the tekef? 
Right next to Talmidei Chachamim, there'll be Beracha. What does that mean? That means that if somebody, Rashi says, if you bring a, a Talmid Chacham close to you, you invite him over, and you know, you, you take care of him, then you'll have Beracha. Lavan tells Yaakov, ever since you came to my house, I've been blessed. Unbelievable. When Yosef was in Egypt, his, uh, his, uh, the, the, they told him that everything, ever since he walked in, everything the, that they did was successful. So we see that where the Talmidei Chachamim are, they'll be Beracha. Let's see the next Mishnah. Berach al hayayin lefneha mazon, poter tayayin l'achar mazon. We're going to go back into, into the old customs, the way they used to eat. They would have the appetizers and drinks before the meal. They would have the meal. And then after the meal, before Berkat Mazon, they were finished eating and they would have like dessert, more like, uh, you know, cocktails or appetizers and things like that. So now there's different sections. So Berach alayayin lefneha mazon. You start, before you, before you wash your hands for the bread, you have, a, you have a cup of wine. You're drinking wine. That wine will work for the wine you're going to drink during the meal. Because it's not really separated. The fact that I'm starting a meal, I'm not breaking off from the wine I'm drinking before. I'm drinking the wine before as a, you know, to open myself up to eat the meal. So the wine that I'm going to be drinking during the meal is covered. Right. Right, well this is actually saying like this. I have the wine before the meal. That covers the wine after the meal. During the meal, Gemara will talk about. So, I'm having wine before I wash. Now, at dessert, they're going to bring new wine. I don't have to make a beracha on that dessert. Did you say begatza mazon? Why? I'm not. No, before begatza mazon. Everything is before begatza mazon. Begatza mazon is 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 fine. You can't you can't do anything after begatza mazon. It doesn't work. Even if even the the when we when we say kosher begatza mazon. You know, you know how it says zimun alakos. You're holding the bekatamazon cup. You're holding the cup of bekatamazon with the wine in it, and you and you you know you're going to make a beracha right after the meal, and and we still say beracha. Beracha la parperet shulafnei amazon. Parperet is a certain type of bread, patabavikisin type of thing, which is not really bread, but it you know it has some uh, you know it's uh, some say crumbs of bread that are cooked together with some other you know. Or it's a patabah b'gisnin. So you have this like an appetizer before the meal. If you bring out that similar type of item after the meal before b'katamazon, you don't make another beracha because you already had it before. It's like you have a cookie before the meal. You'll have... Isn't it covered when you wash? So that we're going to talk about now. Beracha la pat, patarit parperet. If you wash, then you cover the parperet. But we're, not, we're talking about parperet now that is being brought after you finished eating. So that's why the bread, the bread only covers for you eating the parpeta during the meal. But after I cleared the table already, now I'm having more parpeta, more of this like an appetizer, uh, you know. So, so really the example is, before dinner starts, you had this... You have a kibbeh. You have a kibbeh. Now you're going to bring some other... Uh, you wash, you say, you say how much you eat the whole meal. Right. Now you empty the whole table. And now you want to have, yeah. So you covered from the first kibbeh. Even though that was before the meal, because it still covers. Now, what about the kibbeh during the meal? That the bread covered, right. but this is not considered during the meal anymore. This you're bringing it out after. Right. 
מנחל הפעד פתן את הפלפלת, על הפלפלת לא פתן את הפעד. בית שמאי אומרים אף לא מעשה כדלה. This פלפלת does not even work for something cooked. I'm going to say noodles or, or uh, things like that. So what Bet Shammai means, we're going to talk about in the Gemara. Now this is a very practical halacha. Hayu yoshvim kol echad mevalech le'atzmo. People are sitting down together, drinking wine, let's say. Everybody makes their own beracha. Haserbu, but if they lean, what does leaning mean? Leaning means we're all, we're all in one. We're all eating together. It shows like, you know, it's more like, uh, they're getting comfortable together and they're all gonna, one beracha, one beracha for everybody. Really, one person's supposed to make the beracha for everybody all the time. If right now we're all drinking a coffee together, better to have one person cover. However, that's only if we know they're all, all together. So sitting together does not mean they're together, only if they're leaning. Today, there's no leaning. Nobody leans today. So today it would be sitting down. This is uh, like the, the stand-up kiddushes. How do you... Well, according to that, if they're standing up, how could one person say the berachah for everybody? How could the rabbi say kiddush for the whole shul if everybody's standing, they're not even sitting? It's a big question. And it's just known all together. Also, you're gathering everybody together. So you're like telling tonight, everybody. I don't know. You have to follow the schedule. I don't know. No, I'm saying probably the rabbi will make it for everybody. Right, but I'm talking about let's say an outside, outside like they have. So everybody is really standing around eating. So really, a person, you can't be motif somebody unless you're sitting, because that shows that they're together. Some say if you call everybody to the table, that's as if they're leaning. They're standing but they're standing. So if you have people anyways, they bring chairs. If you have a few people sitting, that shows that anyways, it's, uh, you know, together. If the wine comes during the meal... So should one person say the benachah for everybody or not? So while everybody's eating, it's not good that everybody should eat. If you're going to have one person make the benachah for the whole table, while, imagine while you're eating, somebody's going to say, uh, and drink wine and to cover all of you. Now you're going to be eating. You have to have uh, you know, something in your throat. You're not listening. You're not paying attention. You're busy eating. You're not having in mind. So therefore, during the meal, if somebody brings wine to the table, everybody should make their own beracha and don't have a, a, a you know, a united borefri agefen. However, let's say everybody finished eating and then they bring the wine to the table, then let the balabai make the beracha on the wine and cover everybody. So everybody makes their own beracha. If the wine comes after the meal, one person makes the bracha for everybody. Whoever got the zechud of the of the wine gets also to make the bracha of the besamim after the wine. And yeah, whoever they whoever got it, whoever they're giving it to, he continues to get the honor of this besamim. They used to have this. I don't know. Like, uh, sounds like they have like some type of dargila. I don't know. Like after the meal, they finished. They would have this mugmad. It's like this abisamim thing. They would uh, smoke it up. It's not... Maybe or... Uh, they make the abisamim. Even though the mugmad they brought after the meal, but whoever started off with after with the, with the wine gets to finish making the barachol. He has like the zechut. Like you want, you buy one, you get everything. Aman Abba Bar Bar Chana Marab Yochanan. This rule that we said, 
that if you say Geffen before the meal, you cover the wine during the meal, that's only on Shabbat. Because on Shabbat, everybody drinks wine during the meal. So if I'm drinking wine, let's say for Kiddush or whatever it is, I know I'm going to have wine during the meal. However, on a, if it's not a, you know, it's a regular, let's say you're having a barbecue, and you have a little wine before you start the meal, you don't always bring wine to the table. So if somebody would decide to bring the wine to the table, you didn't have that in mind. So the wine that you drink before the meal does not cover the wine during the meal. It's like no wine. Yeah, also the way we do today, if a person never drinks wine on the Shabbat table, let's say, like, he brings his wine special for his Kiddush cup and he's done. And then somebody tells him, you know what, let's say I have this uh, bottle of wine, try it, it's new. He would, he would have to make a beracha on the wine. Because he never, he never has it. He never has it. So it wouldn't cover. If the bottle's on the table. If it's the second bottle of wine. So, that's a, Right. Tova Metiv is only if it's number two, because if it's, it's number, number one, you make Geffen. It's not number two, really, because all he does pour a cup for Kiddush. So, if usually you have wine during the meal, so then you, you, your Kiddush covers any wine you can have during the meal. But what if you don't have If that? you never have wine during the meal, then if somebody would bring wine to the table, you would have to make Geffen, and not Tova Metiv. Because Tova Metiv is only when it's number two, the second wine. But now this is as if it's number one. You make Geffen twice. Where the custom was to drink wine. Manan says on Shabbat you're supposed to have meat, wine, and Yom Tov also. You're supposed to have ensim chai, you're supposed to have meat and wine. Not just for Kiddush, but the actual meal should be eaten with wine. The actual Shabbat meal is, uh, is, uh, has wine to it. A regular day where you're having a meal, you don't have wine during that meal. So even though you drank the wine before the meal, you would still have to make a, a, a geffen on the wine during the meal. So mevarech al kol kos vekos. Oh, it sounds like you, you don't you, so you don't have wine all the time. You're having one cup of wine, you're done. If they bring you another, if you have more more wine, you would have to make a beracha on the next cup also probably because you don't have in mind. You're also nimlach. This is even during the meal. Yeah, the Gemara in a minute will talk about this difference between we so far in the Mishnah spoke about the wine before the meal, covering the wine after the meal before we come to Mazon. The Gemara is going to talk about what about the wine before the meal and the wine during the meal. Over here is talking about where it's Kovasiudato Alayayin. That's more mashma that it's that it's it's during the meal because Kovasiudato. Otherwise, otherwise, if Shabbat and Yom Tov, it sounds like the actual meal came with wine. That's what it sounds like from the from that. Itmar Nami, but the Mishnah didn't speak about that. The Mishnah spoke about over here. It says Lo Shanu in the Mishnah Ela b'Shabbat v'Yom Tov. So it could be talking about afterwards, and maybe the Minhag was on Shabbat and Yom Tov. You bring the wine after the meal. That could be because you know to get the food down or whatever the case is. Not only during the Shabbat or holiday meal, if a person went to a bathhouse or a person uh, gave blood, also the custom was to drink a lot of wine to get you know to get it back, get stronger. During the year, you don't have in mind to have that wine, so you can make a beracha on the next cup they bring you. 
Rabbah Bamari went to Rabbah's house during the week, not on a Shabbat. Chazieh, he saw the barich l'fnei mazon. He made a menacha before the mazon, before he ate the meal. He had a geffen, he had wine. Behadad barich l'achad mazon. And after he started eating, after the meal, after the meal he said it again. Amar, hey Yishar, you did good. Chazak ubaruch. V'chein amar Yavishua ben Levi, that if you... Even though you drank the wine before the meal with the beracha, after the meal you're gonna have to make another beracha. Because during the week, no, because it's during the week. This is bachol, not shabbat. The son of Yosef went to Abaye's house beyom tov. Now this is on a holiday. And he sees he's making berachot on all the wine they bring him. So what do you mean? We learned that if it's a holiday, you know you're going to drink wine on the holiday. So you shouldn't make a berachah. Don't you hold like Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi that you're going to have to make a berachah on, on, uh, that you don't have to make a berachah because it's Yom Tov? I changed my mind. I don't usually have wine during the meal. Even on Yom Tov, I don't really have wine. Just today, I got, you know, somebody, you know, whatever. Just today, it was a personal thing that he didn't have in mind to have the wine because he never has wine. So today he's having wine, you would have to make a beracha. The wine during the meal. This is as you're eating the, the, the steak, you're having wine. Does that berachah of the wine work for your dessert wine that you want to have? Because there's two different functions. Most, we think now that when you have one wine working for the next cup of wine, even though they're the same berachah and it's the same wine, but if it has the same function, that's why it works. So the wine before the meal works for the wine after the meal. Because they're both coming to drink. They're both coming just to, you know, just to, just to drink wine. But the wine that you're having during the meal is helping you digest. It's helping you get to swallow the food. You're drinking that's it. Purpose, really. Yeah, so that, that's coming with a different function. So maybe if that's coming with a different function than just the enjoyment of drinking wine, Maybe that berachah, the wine, does not work for the wine you're going to have for dessert. Because it's two different functions. Maybe there's no difference. They're both wine. You're, both, you're drinking it for two different reasons. So it still works. One berachah during the meal works for the wine after the meal. So, so there's one machlok yet. Some say that the wine during the meal works. For the wine after the meal, some say it doesn't work. It does not work. You're going to have to make another beracha on the wine for dessert. If the wine comes during the meal, Everybody makes their own beracha. Now we're gonna ask you a question. We said before, we said just now that there's a machloket. If, the, if you're drinking wine as you're eating, that might not cover the wine after you eat. However, in the Mishnah it said, we were talking about, does one person make a beracha for everybody? Or does everybody make their own beracha? And it said, the wine that comes during the meal, 
one person, everybody makes their own beracha. The wine that comes after the meal, one person makes a beracha for everybody. It sounds like they got the wine twice. They had the wine during the meal, and everybody made their own beracha. Now they have the wine after the meal, and one person makes the beracha for everybody. We see that the wine during the meal does not cover the wine after the meal. So Gemara says, no, that case was only talking about the, the halachot, what would be if wine was brought to you? If wine was brought to you during the meal, everybody makes their own beracha. If wine was brought to you after the meal, then then one person can make a beracha for everybody. But it doesn't mean that they actually had the wine twice. So, If the wine came during the meal, everybody makes their own beracha. If the wine comes after the meal, one person makes a beracha for everybody. So it sounds like they're making a beracha after the meal, even though they had wine during the meal. Gemara answers, No wine came during the meal. And they only started bringing the wine after the meal. Then, One person makes a beracha and covers everybody. Okay. Now, we said that if you have bread, in the Mishnah, we had Bet Shammai. So now Gemara is going to discuss what Bet Shammai was talking about. If you had bread, the bread covers this parpedet, this parpedet. If you just have the parpedet, the appetizer, even though it's a mizonot or a bread-like item or maybe like a, like a hard bread, like croutons or whatever it is, it did not work for the pot. Doesn't even work for a cooked item, a masekedera, a tavshil. Now, what's Bet Shammai going on? Is Bet Shammai arguing on part number one of the Mishnah or the second part of the Mishnah? Gemara is going to explain both sides. What did the Tanakhama say? The first opinion of the Mishnah said like this. You made a beracha on bread. You cover the appetizer. So what does that mean? If it covers this, uh, this, the samusag, let's say, then for sure it's gonna cover the cooked item. So it's gonna cover both. So the Tanakhama holds that the bread works for the pantanet and also the cooked kedera, let's say the noodles. And Bechamai says, Not only does the bread not cover the samusak, the, the patperet, it doesn't even cover the cooked item. So Bechamai is arguing on the Tanakhama and saying that the pot does not work, not for the patperet and not for the kedera. Or Dilma, the second way to view the Mishnah, it's going on the end case. If you would first make the beracha on the appetizer, it does not work for the bread. It doesn't work for bread. But maybe the appetizer would work for the cooked, the cooked dish. Because the cooked dish is, is on a lower level than, than the... It's a little bit lower level. So maybe if I have the cookies and cake and the parpedet, maybe that should cover the cooked item. So, maybe the Tanakhama holds that the Palperet works for the Masekedera. And Bechamai is arguing only on that point, that the Palperet does not work. 
that the parpeh, the appetizer does not work for the cooked item. So take it, we don't know. We don't know, let it stand. We don't know exactly what Bet Shammai was arguing on. Is he arguing on part one of the Mishnah? And then, and the bread does not work for anything? Or is he arguing, or he holds really bread works. But if you have the parpeh, the parpeh doesn't work for the kederah. Now we're going to talk about the last part of the Mishnah, that leaning makes it that everybody's together and one person can make a bracha for everybody. However, if you're both uh, walking down the hallway, you're not allowed to say, okay, let me make the bracha for you. Because everybody's on their own. What if the guy doesn't have me in mind? Then they're, then they're setting it up like that. And better to have one sitting down. Better better sit down. Hayu yoshvin kol echad ve'echad. Hasebu in lo hasebu lo. Only if they lean or they continue united that they can make a beracha. Unaminu, we'll have a question. Asarasha ayu olchim baderech, you have ten people traveling. They're all sharing the same bread. They're all eating from the same loaf of bread. Still, kol echad ve'echad mevarech le'atzmo. Everybody makes their own beracha. Why? Because they're all traveling. Yashvu le'echol. Let's say they sat down, they say, you know what, let's stop by this uh, rest stop, and we're going to all eat on that table. Then even if they brought their own lunch in their little uh, lunch bag, they all have their own homemade bread. Still, once they sat together on the table, one person makes a benachah for everybody. And they're only sitting by the table together, they're not leaning. We said only if they're leaning are they united. Says the Gemara, Amar Amnachma Bar Yisraki, Gon De'ami Nezel V'Nechol Lachma Beduk Tolan. Because they announced, let's all go sit together by that table. Since they all set it up, that we're all going to go sit by that table, even though they're not leaning, but they're still considered together, that one person makes a benachah for everybody. Kinach Nafsheh De'ab. When Rav passed away, the students followed him for the for the funeral. Kiyahadi, when they were on their way back from the funeral, let's go eat bread by the river, by the bank of the river. Batar the Karchi, after they finished eating, they started asking. Does one person make a beracha for everybody, or does uh, everybody make their own beracha? What do you mean? Why are they asking it after they finished eating? They want to know for the katamazon. One person should should. What about having tahamotzi? Good question. But they're thinking about it now. After, but now it's time for the katamazon. Should one person make a beracha for everybody or not? Hasebu Is it specifically if they're leaning? And now that they're sitting together, it doesn't work. And what everybody makes their own beracha. Since they said, let's go eat by the riverbank, so they're setting up a spot. Once they're setting a location together, that itself makes it that they're all eating together, and one verse can make a beracha. They're sitting there discussing the halacha. What should we do? They could not come to a conclusion. Ravadabarahava stood up. Ahadar Karel Akhoreb He had his ripped shirt because his rabbi passed away. 
So his shirt in the front was ripped. So he got up after this whole thing happened, and they couldn't figure out what to do with the bread. Should they make one person make a benachah, or should everybody... He switched his uh, directions. He, he turned the shirt, in, you know, the other way, backwards. And now the front of the shirt is not ripped. Because it was really the back side of the shirt. And he ripped again. He did another rip for his rabbi. Look what happened to us. The rabbi passed away. We don't even know how to make benachot anymore. So he was mourning. He mourned twice. One for the loss of the rabbi and one for the loss of the Torah. So he flipped his shirt around to rip twice. Until a, until an old man came. Some say it's Eliyahu Navi. And he discussed it with them. Since they decided they're all eating together, that's like they're leaning and one person makes a bit of for everybody.